Let's be real. Sometimes we feel lost in a sea of unending voices, voices that are stirring up opinions on juicy topics or shouting empowerment cliches like, you got this girl, all on your own. All the while, we're mumbling to ourselves, how the heck do I live up to all that? When the only part I relate to in those words are, all on my own. But you're not alone. We can all overcome our uncertainty and doubt one cheery conversation at a time. Join author, speaker, and pastor Sunny Hennessy every Wednesday as she and a special guest engage in a cheery conversation, all pointing to how Jesus sheds light on every juicy topic. Hi, this is Sunny, and welcome to Cheery Conversations. My guest today is Kayla Cornish. She is a leader and an entrepreneur. We got to talk about what it means to lead and lead yourself well. Now let's listen in to this week's juicy topic. Kayla is a local skincare and makeup expert and an independent pink Cadillac sales director with Mary Kay. Her joy is to support busy women by creating simple and personalized beauty routines. She is the wife to her husband, Christian, and proud mama of four kiddos, and get this, all age five and under. It's unreal. (laughs) On today's episode, we'll be talking with Sunny and Kayla about being a Jesus girl in the business world, and that would make a really great book title. Yes, it would. Right in. Next book. Next book. Yes. So, Kayla, you are a Jesus girl in the business world. Mm -hmm. Do you find there's a struggle in owning your faith while you're owning a business? Yeah, I would think that there's a challenge there. And I think it's a challenge to to want to feel the resistance of Mm. incorporating both. But I feel like as a Jesus girl, we have no option. Mm. It's like God is our CEO and and to combine the two really is really our only purpose I see as a as a businesswoman as a Jesus girl as well because our role is to glorify him and to point people back to him and so there is a struggle and I think that that's something to navigate you know as a Jesus girl you have to navigate what that looks like so good I can't I love I've never heard that God is the CEO I love that I'm taking that on that's That's my thought process that's stolen I I love that well and you said it's it's not an option rather than it being well this is the compartment that God lives in the compartment business lives in it's like he's overarching how is there an option to not have Mm -hmm. him there for you there isn't for any of us Jesus girls I love that that's so good yeah and I I almost wonder too that if there is a, a Jesus girl who wants to own a business, I think the car- compartmentalizing yeah. sometimes can almost freeze us yes. from developing into who he wants us to be as a businesswoman because we're trying to keep them separate. Mm-hmm. And really, he he put us in business on purpose. Mm-hmm. Well, and authenticity is something people want. They want transparency. Yes. And you can spot someone who is compartmentalizing. Mm-hmm. Like it's people want to know you're a mom mm-hmm. and there is no take that hat completely off. Like you might be not at home, but you're still a mom and there's no taking the Jesus hat off. So I love, I love how you framed that. Yeah. And I'm also curious to know with you just being such a strong businesswoman, how do you show up authentically in both realms and almost mix the two? Yeah. In in ministry and in business. We did a cheery conversation about personalities. And then I discovered Mm -hmm. something entirely new. And that's, you can be, you can find out your personality and I know, okay, Enneagram, I'm a seven or I'm a sanguine in temperaments Mm -hmm. and I can figure that out. But I just learned something that actually it's normal 
to have your personality change a bit according to situation, mm, the situation, yes. the environment. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of people feel guilty about that. They think, well, this is who I am when I'm comfortable, but then I change into a new person. We don't, we just situationally, we do adjust to our environment. And for some of those situations, it's good we change, we adapt, mm-hmm. we adjust. I can't be the same uh, type of personality at home as I can be at work at the same time, I I am the same human being. Yes. And so the transparency mm-hmm. is that I am the same person. I am always sunny, I'm always a mom, a wife, and my priorities are always the same. But how that comes out is not me being two-faced or compartmentalizing. It's being me, it's me being situationally aware. Yes. And I thought mm-hmm. that is such a good thing to know that I can't even just say this is who I am always because we'll feel guilty when we're at work and we've, we're doing a little bit more on budget and finances. And if we don't realize that we have to adjust a little to go into that mode to get business done, we're not being a non-Jesus person. We just are having to work in that arena. And then when I can be at church and I can have someone in a business say to me, Sonny, how does it work, the whole Jesus thing? I don't have to say to myself, no, you can't talk about it. I just step over into that vein. Uh, So it's almost like the expectation is I'm going to ebb and flow all day long and just see what Mm -hmm. I need to let come out, what I need to hold back. But that's not me being two-faced or not authentic. Yeah. And also, I think the discernment, you mm-hmm. know, what I think you were getting at too, is like we yes. discern who and what we bring out of ourselves yes. in the situation. And I think too, we're always growing and changing. Yeah. And so the person we are next year could show up a little differently just because Absolutely. of how we've grown in business and, and then outside of our business. Well, too. and it, Paul says in the Bible that we need to be all things to all people. And that can seem like, wow, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. That means being situationally aware. In fact, he was talking about if these people don't eat meat, then don't eat meat around them. You can go a meal without meat yes. because, mm-hmm. or, or they're kosher. And so they don't mix the meat and the milk. And even mm-hmm. today, in Israel, there we went into McDonald's and there was the McDonald's normal side and there was the kosher side. There was a counter That's where there was a wall at the counter between two sections of the counter. The kosher side is where they didn't sell milkshakes. They didn't mix milk and meat because that's being kosher. Mm-hmm. So for me to just be aware that I'm discerning the people I'm with, like yes. if I start talking about mm-hmm. Jesus and what Paul says in the Bible and these people are like, walls go up, mm-hmm. I know they're not receptive. Okay, then then be aware. But then I walk in a room and I know they're fully aware of my faith. They're super curious. Then mm-hmm. I can be a little more out there because like you said, I'm discerning the people yes. to know when do yes. I go ahead and step forward and say this, mm-hmm. when do I not? Yes. I like that. I, first of all, I like that you said milk. <laughs> So milk bag <laughs> milk milkshake. Um, I, I mean, I like that. But um, when you're talking about like the being authentic, mm-hmm. um, you had a question about um, being misunderstood. Yes. And so maybe mm-hmm. like when you learn this authenticity thing, that helps with the misunderstanding. But the question you had about being misunderstood, mm-hmm. like some people mm-hmm. who see you as this Jesus girl, maybe don't understand why you have this passion and this drive 
to have all these different endeavors. Mm. So maybe ask that question or expound on that a little bit because that is such a great that is such a great question that I think a lot of listeners and mm. viewers who are in this situation probably mm. have come come against. Mm. Yeah, I think that what I've noticed in the church world just in general that there can sometimes be a misconception around business people yeah. or even being in business. And mm-hmm. especially like I've come from the ministry, you're in ministry, mm-hmm. also doing business. And there can be misunderstanding on both sides of the coin, yeah. you know, where people in the church or Christian Jesus people will not understand building wealth and business yeah. and the purpose mm-hmm. in that. Mm-hmm. But then on the other, the flip side of it are the ones not um, maybe Jesus people, and also there's a misunderstanding too around business and yeah. what you're doing. So, how have you handled being misunderstood, and how do you move through that as a Jesus girl? It's a hard one because mm-hmm. I actually grew up in a family that had money who were business owners. They weren't mm-hmm. ministry. I didn't grow up in a pastor's household, so I did come from. We were a large employer in town, my dad was, and he wasn't even in ministry and people didn't like him, didn't like my mom, didn't like us as a family because who do they think we are? Mm-hmm. Yet they were employed by my family getting their paycheck. And my dad was delivering cheeseburgers three times a week just to their truck window, loving on them. And it didn't make sense because they're they're getting their paycheck from the person they're mad at for making the money, but it's like they opened up an opportunity Mm -hmm. for you to make money and get a raise and be treated well. So even when you're in business, I think there's people that look to you and go, it isn't Mm -hmm. fair, it's not right. So then add the in ministry because I did go the other direction. So I went as uh, someone who's in ministry, Sean didn't come from money. And I was like, yay, let's do this. Let's be poor. Like, let's be poor and people will like you. And let's be like poverty stricken and have uh-huh. all these friends. This is how we can serve. Yes. Jesus. And then, of yeah. course, we're in ministry, so it'll look good if we have like raggedy mm-hmm. cars and we barely have a house and the heat went out. I mean, people will just think, look at us suffering for Jesus. So and I some went, have that mindset. Oh, for sure. Still, there's people mm-hmm. that, that they would say, that's how you should live. Mm-hmm. Okay, but then finally, as I'm like even evening out the pendulum, I realized that when I'm poor, when I am in poverty, I actually need people to give me money. Personally, I need help to buy a new mattress because mm-hmm. we're so poor, because we're just not doing, getting any money in the ministry mm-hmm. and then we're giving it all away. But I don't have any money to give away. So when I realized if we do a business and, and the church owns the, the building, they're making the money on the rent and, mm-hmm. and us, doing that business began to bring in income for the church, which then meant the church could do more. Mm -hmm. And I thought, why can't I do that personally? If I make more as a human being, as a personal person, Mm -hmm. not a pastor, and I'm tithing, the more money I make personally, the more I can give to my church. And so wouldn't it make sense that God wouldn't want me or need me to have wealth for me, but for me to have wealth, to give it back to the kingdom, to God, is actually super godly. I'm not saying, gimme, gimme. I'm actually now saying, here, take it. As a funnel. As a funnel, Mm -hmm. I'm a funnel. And the more Mm -hmm. that I give, the more I'll get. And so Sean and I just went from tithing 10% to giving 20% and we are doing better. And it, nothing changed. I mean, well, I mean, we have businesses, but it, that is God's economy. Mm-hmm. And I told Sean, I said, because we have a couple things coming up, a book deal, there will be an advance. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I wonder, and I didn't do it for this reason, but I wonder if the book advance I'll get now 
will be double or triple mm -hmm. what it would have been when I was tithing 10%. Because now my 20% is that much more. Why wouldn't God use me as a, as a funnel, as a feeder back into the ministry? Mm -hmm. So I think I just come to grips with it now to know I come from a family of business owners, mm -hmm. of entrepreneurs. I believe God does want me to be someone who does good with my money, mm -hmm. and so I have money. Because I think I'm overthinking poverty is good. Yes. Poverty is noble. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that it's, it's awful. I'm saying it is a struggle or it wouldn't be called poverty. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I'm meant to struggle. I think I'm meant to to thrive so that I can help others thrive. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm struggling, I can't help others mm -hmm. out of the struggle. Mm -hmm. So I'm actually just in this new season of understanding that this yeah. late in the game. I almost too, when I think of um, that money flow, that funnel, mm -hmm. that we receive more based on the, the value we give to the world. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the, we are receiving more because if we're adding value, it's almost like an exchange of value. Mm -hmm. And so, good. so I love that mindset that's helped me come to mm -hmm. grips with it. And I think that I really relate to the poverty mindset because I think at one point in my Jesus journey, I thought I had to be a missionary in a third world country to be sold out for Jesus yeah. and mm -hmm. I felt like I had this contradiction within me when I felt called to business and mm -hmm. knew that he was calling me to business mm -hmm. I felt like how can I do business and do this poverty lifestyle yeah. and you can't yeah. do both but you can still have the same heart mm -hmm. and the same mindset of like I glorify the Lord and whatever I do right and so attracting people to you so that you can share the gospel, whether mm -hmm. you're, you're a missionary or a pastor or a businesswoman or all of the above. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's all about pointing people back to him. And mm -hmm. I think the love of money, that's different than yes, having money. Absolutely. Having money isn't evil. Mm -hmm. The love of money is evil. Yes. And then the non-generous spirit, that's where we get in trouble. But yes. if I'm not generous with $10, I'm not going to be generous with a thousand. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be generous with a hundred thousand. So I want, I'm glad God worked it out in me to say, okay, your tithe isn't very much. You don't make much money, but I need you to do it. Mm -hmm. So then you get there, you do it. And then you give a little more and you go, I, I like being generous or it feels right to be generous. Mm -hmm. And that generosity is what counteracts the love of money yeah. and that yes. being evil. The gratitude mm -hmm. with that. Mm -hmm. And I think also when you're new in business, I think really being obedient and disciplined with your money management. Yeah. I think this is huge in the Christian business world is that we can bring and show yeah. people like the goodness of God by just us being disciplined with what yeah. he's already given us because then there will, you know, we trust that he will provide more so we can give him more glory. Right. Mm -hmm. But don't you think that there's been people that have made people who have money look bad? Like they've Absolutely. made money look bad. Absolutely. So we throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. But mm -hmm. why do we never look at that and go, people who don't have money make poor people look so bad. <laughs> People who have money yeah. make money look so bad. like like that. But isn't that mm -hmm. the enemy? Like yeah. he just totally. gets us fixated yeah. on that. You you have too much. But I I find that the people, mm -hmm. even the people who worked for my dad, who my dad loved on them. I mean, he was getting out in South Dakota weather, you know, below zero temperature, saying, "Don't open your door. Don't get out of your truck." Uh, he was owned a mining business. 
don't get out. And he'd get out and he'd take the cheeseburger that was wrapped in tin foil three times to keep it nice and warm for him. And they started calling him Jackie Paper because he would write on a post-it note. Um, Have a great day, love, Jackie. His name's Jack. I mean, it's so funny. He would call, but he was, my dad was always like, I'm the boss, but I'm going to bring myself down to the level of loving my so people, good. my my team, my staff. Mm-hmm. And so love Jackie. And then he would put it on a post-it. He'd put it on their window and he'd say, just roll it down just a little. And he'd slip the cheeseburger in so that the guys didn't even have to get out of their truck, be wow. cold. And he would, he would serve them. Mm-hmm. And yet he still was hated by some. But the ones that hated him, they just struggled with jealousy. They struggled with this bitter thing that even his love couldn't counteract. So that was a them issue. Wow. Uh, so this definitely got a little juicy. I mean, it's juicier <laughs> than like money. Um, but I love that conversation because it's a, money is always a very hard conversation mm-hmm. to have, especially when you're talking about being a Jesus person and it is, there's definitely misconceptions. So mm-hmm. um, great question. We're going to take a quick break, but stay with us because when we come back, we're going to continue talking with Kayla and Sunny all about Jesus and business. Welcome back. We're here with Kayla and Sunny, and we've been talking all about being a Jesus person in the business world. And sometimes as a business owner, the only thing people see are your successes or your failures. But there's an unseen side of business. So what does that look like for you ladies? Yeah, I would say that's probably a majority of our business (laughs) that people don't understand is that a lot of what we do is, you know, behind the scenes, Mm -hmm. working with with our clients or even just the tough things that we are disciplined about, like our booking calls or paperwork or whatever that looks like for you in your business. And a lot of times, you know, our obedience to God is in those unseen times. So Sunny, what have you done to really allow yourself to be in those unseen times and be content knowing Mm -hmm. that 90% of that work or 80% isn't seen by the world? Mm -hmm. You know, how do you find contentment in that? I think I have to remind myself often, if not daily, weekly, that what I do in the private, I love the story of David and that David hid out in a cave. Mm -hmm. And he hadn't done anything wrong, but he was being pursued. He was, someone was trying to go after his life. And so he hid out in a cave. And That doesn't seem fair, but it was a time of preparation because when the moment came that he needed to make his mark, he knew so much more. He even knew more about his enemy. He knew more about the surroundings and and going to that cave, that, that away place to prepare yourself because later in life, when he became king, and I love that David is historically proven. Like, yes. like National mm-hmm. Geographic talks about David. There isn't like, oh, he was just a Bible character. No, he was a king. He is in the history of mm-hmm. line of kings. And he would retreat when his son is about to die. He would retreat to pray. When he did wrong, he'd retreat to repent. And in the waiting, he would retreat and he would seek God so that when he was in the spotlight, he knew 
not just the safe place, but the difficult place mm -hmm. is when you have to retreat and seek God. So I don't feel like anything that's coming out publicly that I'm doing, that I'm involved in, has anything to do with everything I did out in the public. Mm -hmm. It's a reflection of what God has told me to do in the private. Yes, and so my so time in the morning, if I have more time in the morning, I am better when I get out in public. Mm -hmm then add that up three times, four times a week. Mm -hmm. Then the next week, I'm a better business owner, pastor. I write better because of that mm -hmm. time in the unseen. Mm -hmm. And some of that unseen time is a struggle. Like David was struggling. He's asking why. He wasn't like, oh, Jesus, I love my time with you. He's like, this stinks and I hate life right now. Mm -hmm. And so it's wrestling through that, thinking about, God, how do I deal with this difficult employee? How do I deal with this difficult person I can't seem to not work with in my business? How do I fix me? And I can only fix me. I can only work on me. What do you want me to do? It's, it's massive. It's like you said, it's the 80, the 90% yeah. of what we do yeah. because nobody was an overnight success. No movie star, no singer, no author. I mean, some of the authors we now know are incredible wrote 25 books. Yeah. And now we're like, oh, have you read their first book? They're <laughs> awesome. And they wrote all these cruddy books or they're not that bad, but they put in all this time and effort didn't get the spotlight, but they were doing that back in the unseen, in the private. Mm, yes, and then just having faith that when we are in those unseen times that the Lord is using those seed planting moments yes. that no one can see, the world yeah. cannot see, that He is going to develop those into what He wants them to develop into. Yeah, which yeah. is funny because Cherry Conversations is exactly <laughs> that. I don't know the questions you guys ask mm -hmm. ever, and that's on purpose. I thought, and I kind of think it's because I probably do better on the fly. My personality mm -hmm. is, oh, I don't want to overthink it, mm -hmm. overscript it. The reality is I, what I do when I'm spending time with Jesus is just preparing mm -hmm. for when somebody asks me a question or I, do you want to go in, do you want to become a partner in this business? I, in that moment, didn't have to say, you know, let me get back to you in three weeks. I'm going to go and do a pros and cons list. I'm going to talk to Sean. I'm going to pray on it. Like mm -hmm. I knew all of this quiet time with Jesus for years has prepared me for the moment I'm asked. Now, I don't mm -hmm. always make a decision on the spot or mm -hmm. have a conversation on the spot, but think about the conversations you have with your team mm -hmm. or with clients that you're on the spot in that Absolutely. moment. And you don't get to say, can I get back to you yeah. on everything? Some things yes. you do and you're wise mm -hmm. to say, let me get back to you on that. But a lot of things you're just on the spot. Mm -hmm. And Cherry Conversations would be an exact example of that. Mm -hmm. That the things that come out of these conversations, I know next week I better fill up so that the next time we record mm -hmm. these, yes. that God's That's revealed really stuff to me about Joseph's life, about so Paul, that can relate to real life juicy topics. Yeah. Okay. Yes, being aligned with the Lord, I think just equips us to be totally ready for whatever yes. He has for us in business. And whoever we come across on a daily basis, we are, because we are aligned with Him in yep. the private time, mm -hmm. we are equipped to make those decisions. That's I so love good. that, that's beautiful. That's so good. Okay, so I have a question and it's the opposite of private. <laughs> it's the opposite of private, oh boy. Yeah, so while you, you ladies are talking, it makes me kind of think about um, the, the view people have of Jesus people in the business world. So you know how 
celebrities are in the spotlight. And sometimes a celebrity will say, oh, well, they're, they're role models. And sometimes they'll say, well, I don't want to be a role model. That's not what I signed up to do. Yeah. But the reality is you're in the spotlight you're gonna be seen, mm -hmm. you're a role model. Mm -hmm. So the same goes for um, Jesus people in, in the business world, or they own a business, um, or they just have like a leadership position and they're, they're known Jesus people. Do you think it is fair that people then put you at a, a different standard than someone who maybe isn't walking out their faith publicly? Because uh, like, to be honest, if people know that you love Jesus and you're a Jesus person, uh, they're gonna be watching you. One, mm -hmm. to maybe learn from you, but there is the reality that some people are also watching to see you fail yeah. um, because maybe they just have a different perspective of what Jesus people are. So yeah. do you think that's fair that as you are um, a pronounced Jesus person in, in your business that people hold you to a different standard? I think it's fair because the Bible warned us yeah. that if you are faithful with the little, which most people who are influencers in a good way, mm -hmm. they were faithful with the little so he'll give them mm -hmm you know, more, and then you have to be faithful with a lot. Now, on the flip side of the people who they're, it's not because they're faithful, they've just blown up, they're still influencers. Yeah. And I think it's interesting we now use this word influencer, mm -hmm. like really it's it's saying what has always been. Someone in the spotlight is influencing people. Someone who is a crabby boss is an influencer. Yes. And they should be not being crabby because they are letting that trickle down and affect everybody under them. And, and, a, and a crabby, mean-spirited boss is really affecting the children of an employee yes. because that employee so comes home angry mm -hmm. and strung out and also feeling devalued so then they don't give words of value to their kids. And then does that go a generation deep and then those kids grow up and their children are devalued all because an influencer did wrong. So I think I think it's fair for Jesus people and I think we better push forward. I think when an author comes out or a TV show comes out and it's just, I, I haven't watched it, but the 90 Day Fiance, that's something that's out or The Bachelor and it's like, try it all out, try all these girls out or The Bachelorette, that is influencing people. That's making my daughter think 90 Day Fiance, Bachelor, Bachelorette, I mean, if you just, kiss or sleep with multiple people to figure out who you really want. Okay, well, we better come and counteract that as influencers. Like, why should the church and why should Jesus people shrink down and say, well, that's Hollywood. No, like we have to be the opposite voice saying no. Like you wait till you find that one and you're gonna know in your spirit, not because you tried it out, was he a good kisser? Was was it all of the, the lights and action? It was, I know because I feel a peace in my spirit. I want to be that voice to women and to girls, so we better step it up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I yes. totally believe it's the time for Jesus people to be influencers more than they ever have, and they got it, they have to get out of the four walls. Mm -hmm. Because the only mm -hmm. people who are gonna hear it from the four walls are the people that come yeah. to the church and they choose it. But mm -hmm. I don't choose to know Kim Kardashian's life, yet I still hear about it, I still see it. I see the effects of Victoria's Secret models that my son walks mm -hmm. by in the mall, and my husband, I don't get that choice. So why should I, not think I won't give the world the choice, but to hear about Jesus, that they can stumble upon cheery conversations or they can open Life and Culture magazine. And sorry, but it's in your face. If you're going mm -hmm. through grief and depression, Jesus is an answer. 
just as much as Victoria's Secret model trickle down this nasty view of women, mm-hmm. let's be just as bold. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and I, lo- I love that so much that it's almost like it's not like f- whether it's fair or not, mm-hmm. I think it's a true honor yes. that we get to be yeah. women of integrity in mm-hmm. our businesses and to truly live out the scripture and what we do because we get to point people back to Him. And yeah. I think there's a difference between people who are Christian and just own a business mm-hmm. versus business women who want it to be like kingdom focused, gospel centered. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that when we are in influencing positions, and we have the honor to be able to represent him, that it's it's not necessarily about being, if this is fair or not, but it's more about like, wow, we get- What an honor. What an honor. Oh, yeah. It's a perspective change, right? To Jesus. Yeah. Yes. Oh, so good. That is great. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I love how this is wrapping up influencer. Mm-hmm. Like that is mm-hmm. such a great mm-hmm. word. And, um, you know, today's conversation was based about, you know, if you're a business owner, if you're a Jesus person mm-hmm. in the business world, but really Sunny and Kayla are talking about being influencers yeah. and people don't have to be business owners yeah. to be influencers. Yeah. Yes. You could, I'm Absolutely. an influencer in my home because I'm a mom or yes. I'm an influencer at my job because I help lead people. So yeah. keep that in mind that you are an influencer and we get to represent Jesus. I love that. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cheery Conversations. You can be a part of the conversation. Leave us a one-minute voicemail at the link found in the show notes and send us your thoughts. You might hear your voice on a future episode. You can also connect with Sunny and her guests by going to SunnyHennessy.com. If this episode helped you in any way, please let us know and then share it with your friends, family, neighbors, and whoever. Word of mouth is the best way for people to find out about this podcast. It would also be really helpful if you leave a rating or a review wherever you're listening. See you next week.